Welcome to the Fullerton Free Podcast. The purpose of this conversation is to create a space for us to reflect and dialogue about this Sunday's sermon and discuss practical ways to live out what we learn together on Sunday. Each week will be led by our hosts, Cassie and Blake Valentin, where they'll be joined by different members of our church staff and family. The conversation that you're about to listen to is just the beginning. Our hope and prayer is that you take what's begun here and continue the conversation with your life groups, adult fellowships, families, friends, or whoever you may interact with throughout the week. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fullerton Free Podcast. My name is Cassie and hosting this with me is my husband, Blake. We are so excited you guys are tuning in. We are welcoming our new guests for this week, and that is Josh and Jen. Hello. (laughs) We're excited to get to know them a bit, but for those of you who maybe haven't listened in, Blake and I are both on staff here at Fullerton Free. I oversee our fifth, sixth graders, and Blake oversees all the art. And so um, we're about to open up some fun conversations, but let's first get to know our guests. So Josh, would you tell us a little bit about how you came to be a part of this church community and what you do here on staff? Yeah, so I work in the high school ministry here. I'm over top of um, all guys in our ministry. I'm the guys director. So I've been here for about three and a half years, and it's actually a timed position. It's four years. So um, when the senior class graduates in May, I also graduate and uh, be looking for a new job. So tossing out a prayer request. Looking to go into dance? Anything you want me to dance? Yeah, we'll keep our ears open. Uh-huh, yeah, keep your ears open for any uh, backup dance positions. Uh, but before- tell us more about what you what your passion is. Um, so the the pipe dream is to be able to do entertainment. I, I love Hollywood and celebrities. I actually wrote um, an article that went out in the Fuller Team Free email a couple weeks ago. You might have seen that about like my passion for celebrities and why I love them. And um, love doing comedy and stuff like that. But I'm also open to whatever the Lord has. So wherever he leads uh, my wife and I, I'm down to go. And I will go joyfully and happily and bring our dog with us as well, Kevin. So, uh, yeah, that's me. That's great. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. What about you, Jen? So I, um, I've been attending since 98. I actually found... EV free. It was called at the time. Yes. Um, <laughs> when I was in my doing some grad work and came with a roommate, it was quite a drive, but oh. I liked it and stuck around because I loved sitting in the pew and having, you know, the 90 year old man in front of me and the family <laughs> right behind me. And I also love that that kind of stuck. That's who we are. That's it cool. feels like that's who we still are. So, wow. Um, and my role here, I am the staff shepherd, uh, also HR director is the other title. Um, I love um, what I do in getting to, I don't know, wrangle the crazy staff. <laughs> We're more like, much more like a family than a business here. Um, and I also teach for one of the women's Bible studies That's cool. here at Fullerton Free. That's awesome. Yeah. And Jen, we're all wondering, what is Jen short for? Is it Jenneth? Is it Genevieve? It's a deep, yeah. Oof. Yeah, it is Jennifer. Oh. But I was oh, just saying it's mostly just my parents and my bank that, that call me that these days. Interesting. Oh. How about Jenny? Ever talk about Jenny? Yeah. 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 Family members. Jenny from okay. the block. It's not my favorite. I know. Not your favorite. She so looks more like just she's Jen. from the block. Yeah. Or Jay, yeah. maybe, if sure. we're on that level. I prefer Genevieve if you're all right with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Call me what you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
All right, so for you guys listening, we are in a sermon series at Fullerton Free uh, going over the book of Second Thessalonians. And so this week we kind of closed out chapter one. Um, and so we kind of want to talk about that, talk about some things uh, that we learned in the sermon and kind of the scripture. So we just want to open up the conversation to all of us here and see any takeaways. Just this is a really unique passage in scripture mm-hmm. that we kind of read over together. Any unique things that kind of jumped off? out to you so just the the first part of the passage um he talked about and what i resonated with is the the relief from all pain we feel on Mm -hmm. earth will never come until jesus is revealed Mm -hmm. and he talked about that word um revealed basically referring to the apocalypse which is super encouraging yeah Um, (laughs) and i i would be the first to admit i've lived a very privileged life i have not experienced much pain and much loss but seeing those who have and think like uh, sometimes it's kind of discouraging to be like the only encouragement we can give is hey your pain's gonna be done Mm -hmm. uh when jesus comes back and then they're like when when is jesus coming back i don't know (laughs) whenever he comes back so um Definitely not an easy passive scripture, yeah. but I like that we didn't pass over it mm-hmm. as a church. We mm-hmm. kind of yeah. going straight through it. So that was my first Yeah, thought, I yeah. I agree with that. Um, I was able to go recently to the EFCA conference with about 14 right. um, staff members, and we were able to hear D.A. Carson, which was a great mm-hmm. experience. I've um, read some of his commentaries, mm-hmm. but he specifically spoke on the doctrine of hell, Um, and one of my big takeaways, um, was he said, don't, don't avoid it and Mm. definitely don't apologize for it. And I, I felt that that's what the sermon did. It just kind of leaned into, this is the reality. Mm -hmm. This is, this is real. Um, and so it made me think like, how do I soften that sometimes? How do I redefine it? How do I apologize for it? Mm. Um, so that, that was one of the takeaways, um, also, I, what stuck out in my notes from that conference, it said, D.A. Carson said, God's wrath is a function of his besmirched holiness. Mm. First of all, I give him points for using <laughs> yeah. that vocab word in there. Yeah. Um, but that was super helpful for me thinking about, about um, holiness. Um, because he's holy, he can't stand to be in the presence of sin, mm. right? Mm. Um, and if he did nothing about it, if he took no action, it would literally be smirched or tarnish his holiness. Mm. So, wow. so because of that, um, yeah, so that, that helped me to wrap my head around it a little bit. And, and yeah. I loved that it wasn't back down from it was, it was this, here it is. Let's, let's look at it. It was some, something that was really interesting that Jeff said is it's so interesting that we as incredibly flawed humans try to take the place of God and apologize for hell and it's like we're like well you know we'll either avoid talking about it or we'll soften it or focus on heaven so much but um i'm curious for both of you and cast you can jump in as well Thank but you. um <laughs> how do you guys feel when the conversation of hell comes up and maybe in a christian circle like a sermon on hell or maybe outside of the church what's your reaction and I know. I would love to hear your thoughts. Mm, well, I've, I've always, so in the high school ministry, I've wanted to do a, a sermon series about the afterlife. Mm. 
And I have a title for it. This isn't really answering your question, but I'd love to call it, what the hell? <laughs> so I, I think that would be uh, a, one, a wonderful, and draw people in. And we could do that for main service too. I think lots of people will come. Yeah. Um, I, I don't love talking about hell, but I, I think the reason is because when you talk with non-Christians about hell, the first question that comes up is like, well, how could a loving mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. send uh, people to fiery damnation for all right. of eternity? And I think, I get what Jeff is saying, but the the pressure is so hard sometimes. Though it's like, well, we want to we want to fairly represent who God is. We yeah. want to tell people He's loving. We want to tell people He's just. But the response you always get from um, non Christian people or just mainstream media is that uh, God can't be loving if hell exists. Mm-hmm. So I, there's just a, a pressure that makes it hard to not sure. apologize for the existence of hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that I don't feel I've chosen to study or to lean into Mm -hmm. because it's not especially fun, but I'm feeling inspired by that, 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 that I feel the need to, Mm. um, I want to know more. It it feels like a hot topic a little bit in some circles these days. Um, you know, talking about exactly what we believe about it and, I'd, I'd love to, to dive deeper into that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I totally echo all of that of there's a weird uncomfortability we feel, but I I think it's exactly what you were sharing, Jen, of the contrast of evil and awfulness in this world, like only becomes more intense when we recognize God's holiness and justice and how there's something really sweet that we serve a God who is just, and he's not just like this little levy teddy bear. He's like mm-hmm. a God who's just. And so the evil and injustice we see, like that <laughs> will be accounted mm-hmm. for. And I think there's something good in that. And I think, um, who he is. right. We want to worship that, but it's so crazy that we want to avoid it because mm-hmm. it feels uncomfortable. I was thinking it's almost like when, when we're sharing I guess the whole message of the gospel, it's almost like this feels like the tiny fine print that, that, um, in wow, commercials yeah. that they say really yeah. quick. Yes. And I need to tell you that there's this place called But I feel like that's, that's us putting, um, almost interpreting how someone else is going to feel yeah. about it. We, mm-hmm. we don't know what God could do with, with that real message of, of hell. Right. Yeah. Well, it makes me think too of, uh, one of the biggest, like, revolutions for God was in early America when Jonathan Edwards preached a sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, was all doom and gloom and uh, about like you're going to burn in hell and stuff like that. And a lot of people came to Jesus through that. Mm. It just, I don't know if in our current cultural climate. And then the pendulum swung. How well that would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now it's uh, very much so accept accepting. and Yeah. I feel like we need to have an honest conversation without... Uh, dramatizing it Um, just because it's like it is very important I mean for me whenever I think about hell or have that conversation it's so sobering and it kind of brings the reality of like oh yeah that's why I'm here on earth Uh, not not hell but like saving people from hell and working towards uh, loving Jesus and getting closer to him and it's in those moments where it's like, oh, yeah, that's why we're doing this. Um, but it's so easy to get caught up in life and not be thinking about, oh, life is so short and in, in comparison to eternity. Um, and so I think for, for that, 
the conversation to hell is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, we feel so comfortable talking about heaven, as you were saying, Josh, of it's the comfort we can give people when they're amidst a lot of pain or perhaps grief of maybe seeing a loved one again. There's so much beauty in that and in heaven and uh, restoration, but we don't talk about hell um, because the reality is a lot grimmer. And so I feel like it's so important though, because the, the moment we start talking about like afterlife or heaven and hell, the moment we realize like our time here is temporary. Yeah. And, and so what can we do to help the world around us in a way yeah. that's actually being Jesus? And yeah. something that I really like that Jeff said was, um, allowing the distance between us and God is taking on aspects of hell. Right. Um, that hell by definition is really just us separated from God. And, and that, that put it a lot in perspective of just uh, when we aren't spending time with God and we're let, letting things get between us and God, we're like taking on these little tokens of hell and experiencing it. It reminded me of a quote, which I always thought was C.S. Lewis. I heard that, but everyone thinks C.S. Lewis says everything. <laughs> uh, That's true. But there is this was a from quote. A real CS this Lewis. is from a real C.S. No, this is from Randy Alcorn. Probably saying that name wrong, but. Uh, He says, um, for Christians, this present life is the closest they will come to hell. For unbelievers, it's the closest they will come to heaven. And I think that's something Mm -hmm. that uh, really puts it in perspective. Like, as an unbeliever, like, the good in life is really coming from Mm -hmm. the glimpses of God, which Mm -hmm. is heaven. And for us, all the hardship is coming from the glimpses of hell. And it it helps us in some ways um, spread shalom to people because we can say, hey, I have these glimpses of heaven and I know how to get all of those glimpses in one place. Um, I don't know. That that just was really encouraging to me. I think, yeah, verse verse 9, it, yeah. Mentions, it mentions the two things, that it'll be away from the presence of the Lord and away from the glory of mm. his might. Um, and I love what you just said, cause you can reframe that both ways. Mm-hmm. You can think of that, what hell is like, and then right. heaven, it will be the full presence of the Lord. Right. And the full glory of his might. Yeah. yeah. I, I also loved his comparison of, um, hell and the reality of punishment in terms of the uh, Passover and in terms mm-hmm. of um, no blood is was either not knowing God or not obeying God. And I, I don't know why that just, it it was a radical comparison for me because I I'd never really thought, I mean, I, I knew what, what it was illustrating, right? Of like mm-hmm. the blood of Jesus. And that's like, I understand that in our context now, but I'd never compared the two of, okay, those mm-hmm. two things are this is exactly what Paul's talking about of not knowing God or not obeying God. The same thing happened there. And it had nothing to do. I love that. He said that had nothing to do with the people inside the house, everything to do with the blood on the yeah. door. Mm-hmm. That just was radical to me. Yeah, yeah. I like that section too. Cause he talked about being good or being bad. Doesn't get you to heaven or hell. It's about whose, whose blood is on the door or mm-hmm. if it's who's in the room. Yeah. Um, so yeah. such a good reminder. Yeah. Right? yeah. Cause there's so many times it's like, I feel like I'm raising my hand like, hey, do you see that I'm doing? Do you see this? Yes. Do you- no. Yeah. I see the blood on the door. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That was cool. For each of you, I'm curious on how uh, this sermon could 
fit into our vision pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of, or they're planning on having these sermons kind of reflect each of the vision pillars. Um, but I'm curious on how you guys see this reflect. I, I don't know if this is the easy answer, but I, I immediately go to, um, confident, um, excuse me, radiant peace rooted in confident expectation. Mm -hmm. Um, especially the confident expectation part, because, um, it's, it's not a happy thing, but we're, we, we have this to confidently expect and we, it's clearly laid out. Um, but we also know the good side of it too, Mm -hmm. both sides that we can confidently expect. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And then in a weird way, I, I think it's also like unforced appeal rooted in unblushing oddity because who would want to believe in hell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to believe in hell. Mm-hmm. That's a good you, point. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. certain things you just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to trust that because God said this is true, that it's true. And, you know, no, no one wants anybody to go to hell. And I think the fact that we would say like, you know, we believe that God says this and that is true. It's it. We are being odd by saying that. And some mm-hmm. people would probably even say we're being mean by mm-hmm. believing something like that where it's like, okay, we're just, we're just believing, we believe the Bible is true and this is what the Bible talks about. Um, but then I, I think there is appeal in it in, to say that like the appeal is that you, you don't have to go to hell. Yeah. You know, the appeal is that Christ saves you from that, not only from hell, but to a permanent life with him Mm. both here on earth and when you die in heaven Hmm. yeah i definitely see both of those things and again for for listeners there's four main pillars that our church has has been going over um those being radiant peace rooted in confident expectation revolutionary kindness rooted in humble solidarity prophetic engagement rooted in demonstrable faith an unforced appeal rooted in unblushing oddity. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, we definitely see um, the the peace that's rooted in confident expectation. And I, I agree with Josh as well, the unforced appeal. And mm-hmm. we see that in, in just the fact that being a part of God's kingdom is an upside down kingdom. And yeah. if you even mm-hmm. each of these pillars uh, has an icon, a, 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 a an artistic rendition of uh, these words. And, and one of the things on the unforced appeal rooted in unblushing oddity is like a castle that's mm-hmm. upside down. And I think there's something unique about the way that we do live in this temporary life on earth it it should look what jesus taught like Mm -hmm. my kingdom is going to look a lot different than the world's kingdom and yeah Yeah. there's something i I wanted to ask you guys what your your perspective on um jeff talked about how we we do not know jesus as he really is Mm. because how believers and there's something i i see this as our church body and these pillars as believers we um are going to be marvelous or no, mm. we're not marvelous. Yikes. Um, <laughs> we're going to be mar- marveling at who yeah, Jesus sure. is. And yeah. that kind of like at first, like I was like, wait, what? Like, I don't know. I, I just wanted to know what your guys' thoughts are on that. I'm glad you meant, I feel like we were burying the lead for a while. Cause this is, this was my favorite part of the sermon. <laughs> the focus. Oh, of, yeah. <laughs> we do not know who he really is yet. Yeah. And I, yeah. I love, I love that. Um, I've always agreed that that I don't I don't want to worship a God that that I can fully comprehend or fully yeah. understand. So this part excites me, and and um, I just love that thought that there's so much more of Him, um, and and that what we have right now is is an amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's already. <laughs> 
I don't have words. It's already amazing, but there's so much more. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, for me, it's kind of like a, a slap in the face reminder because mm. it, I think the trap for people who have recently graduated college, especially going to like a Bible college like I did, um, it's like, I know everything there is to know about God. I <laughs> took the cl- I did 30 units of undergraduate Bible. <laughs> I know. I know who God is. Yes. Um, and then there, to be honest, when he says this, there's a part of me that wants to say like, no, I, I, I know, you know, I know who God is, but then to mm-hmm. like remain humble and be like, well, if in fact I don't know everything about God, I'm really excited yeah. to yeah. to see him in his true form and yeah. who he truly is when he comes again. And when he, we say we don't fully know him, it's not like Jesus is going to be the opposite of what we expect. Mm-hmm. I think there's a part Just of that that I hear. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's not like oh, we'll find out he's not as great as we thought. It's going to be 10 times better, a million times better. And one time uh, I was just sitting in prayer and I was thinking like, okay, I love Jesus, but I can't wait to be in heaven because right now I can't even touch Jesus. I I was Mm -hmm. just picturing like a hug. I'm like, just a hug in itself. Like Mm -hmm. that's one aspect of knowing Jesus in heaven will be like is is having that experience, you know, close proximity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing his expressions mm-hmm. and like things like that. Yeah. Um, there's so much to look forward to. Yeah. So as we talk about kind of those vision pillars, those statements, one thing that came to mind in conjunction with that was the verses 11 and 12 that are kind of a, I don't know if it's famous, but I feel like I've heard this as a, a lot of prayers that are in these letters are often used as like an encouragement for churches and, um, and I, I thought it was really interesting because usually I probably would just read 11 and 12 and be like, we pray for you that our God may make you worthy of the calling. But it's so interesting that that comes after an intense talk about hell and justification. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. But um, for our church body, I think, I, I believe, Jeff said, I, this could be the prayer. This is the prayer I'd say for us, you know, and kind of as a humble solidarity, a, yeah. a rally call. I want to know your guys' thoughts on that in the, I don't know, conjunction yeah. with... L and <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing we always tell the students is context is key. You know, mm-hmm. taking something out of context, mm-hmm. you can really mess yourself up by misunderstanding something. Yeah. And so, like, um, I and I, I didn't even really think about that until you just said it now. But it really changes, kind of, not really the the deeper meaning, but like how you understand what's being said. It's like mm-hmm. okay, so because there's this possibility of hell, um, this is how we're going to pray for you, you know? Mm, yeah. And I love that, that not, I don't think anything in this prayer is, is based on us or us having to do something. It's, mm. it's literally praying that, that Jesus may be glorified in yeah. us. And, yeah. and it says that, that God will make you worthy of his calling. So mm. it's not work for us to do. It's a prayer for us yeah. to pray and sit in and be confident in. Yeah. yeah, it mentions by his power, by God's power. Yeah. yeah. That Jesus may be glorified within mm-hmm. you. And uh, I, I wrote as a note, and I'm, I'm sure I got it from the message. It said, no impression of self, but of Jesus. Yeah. And I think it's similar to what we talked about last week on our podcast, in the beginning part of First uh, Thessalonians, um, of talking about how we want people to, to love Jesus. And, and that's why they're attracted to even become a part of mm-hmm. Fullerton Free or whatever church body that they're a part of is because they want to find a place that helps them be closer to Jesus yeah. and not of self, you know, because yeah. 
my own self is not, you know, I don't want people to be uh, attracted to a church or impressed by that, but of Jesus, you know? Right. Because they'll eventually, I mean, if they're attracted to me or anything about it, they'll eventually be let down. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Probably pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, our last uh, thought that we kind of wanted to throw out to all of you guys is, Taking this, taking this last kind of chunk of chapter one, is there anything that you kind of want to think on for the next couple of days and maybe as a challenge or conviction or something that you feel like, man, this is going to affect my day to day Mm -hmm. or something you want to kind of think about more? For me, whenever I think about hell, it puts things in perspective, Mm -hmm. the small things in my life in perspective of like, what am I, what am I doing? And it's hard to find the balance between like, okay, my day-to-day life, job, hobbies, whatever, can I still enjoy these things or do I have to be out on the street corner by Starbucks every night mm. uh, sharing the gospel? So mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I don't know or, or should I wait, is, is the gospel spread through relationships? Should I should be seeking relationships with non-Christians so that I can do this? I don't know. I, and I don't really know the answer and the balance to that. But it does help put things in perspective to when I get upset about dropping mm-hmm. my phone and cracking the screen. Like, okay, well, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe it's a bit of a bummer, but like in the grand scheme of things, how does this measure up? Mm-hmm. And it, it never does with anything I do. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, but then it's hard because I know God has put an importance in in work, and so I don't know. That's as you can tell, it's not a fully formed thought. Um, <laughs> That's good. It's That's something, good. something yeah. I, I want to marinate on and chew on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. As, you're, as you're saying that, I was just reflecting back. It was a, a smaller portion of the sermon, but I think it, it hit hard. Just the, am I picking up those pieces um, of hell or, or am I picking up the pieces mm-hmm. of yeah. heaven? And, and yeah, in your day to day, are you living, what are you living closer yeah. to? And what, what is, what is filling up your space more and um just just with that in perspective i think that's yeah. good perspective mm-hmm. i think for me it's it's going to be encouraging especially after this conversation just kind of having this uh remind me that looking at life in the lens of what is a glimpse of heaven and what is a glimpse of hell mm. and um sometimes i i feel like how oh, i don't know enough about heaven but I, I can know a lot more if I just pay attention um, because every good gift comes from God and God is heaven. Like his presence is heaven. So I think that's something that I really want to be noticing more is when something great happens, being like, oh, that's going to be awesome forever. You know, like yeah. that's what heaven is. Yeah. Sort of praying that our eyes would be open to the divine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, cool. We just want to thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's Fullerton Free Podcast. We could have timed that better. (laughs) Uh, Try one more time. All right. Thank you You for joining us for the the Fullerton Free Podcast. Somehow that was worse. It was worse. That was my bad. Uh, Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Do we 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 have any have any family announcements? Uh, We hope that you guys joined us for our potluck and night of worship this past Sunday. It was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, And we are hoping to do a lot more fun family events. So keep a look at, if you don't have the app, please download the app. The app will have all the information you need of upcoming events and different cool things happening. One cool thing happening tonight specifically 
is our student ministries from 5th to 12th grade are um, having, uh, the parents are doing a prayer night. And so all parents of from 5th to 12th grade are invited and welcomed to spend 30 to 40 minutes just praying over maybe it's specific prayer requests from students or just holistically as students meet um, on Wednesday nights to uh, just cover them in prayer and yeah. to intercede for them. So. Which... By the time you hear this, this will be passed, but it is cool that it's happening. <laughs> and that's something that will continue to happen, right? No, you can only pray for students <laughs> tonight. 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 Very good. Time. Maybe we'll cut this out of the podcast. No, no, no. I don't know. It's a good thing for them to be aware that the yeah. parents pray too, guys. Yeah. No, it's, it's such a cool thing <laughs> that's happening. Um, yeah. So, Josh, anything you want to add as far as things happening in... In youth ministry, uh, my birthday is in October. You can put that on the calendar. Okay. Uh, no, you can be praying. Um, our guys retreat. Man is, up, right? Yeah, man up. Guys yeah. retreat is coming at uh, the beginning of March, March six through eight. Cool. If you're a high school guy out there, we would love to have you. If you're a parent of a high school guy, please send them. We're going Son to is signed up. Uh huh. Yep. Jackson Very is good. going. Um, we're going to Joshua Tree. We're going to be camping. It's super fun. We would love your prayer in that. Um, those trips to get away, it's always a great time for That's students great. to connect with the Lord. So, yeah, That's be awesome. praying for that. Sweet. Well, great. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, Thank you. Make sure you listen to the next week as well, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you then. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Later. I see it. Bye. Call Blake the closer. <laughs> Love outros. <laughs> you should keep this all in. Yeah. This be funny. Thanks for listening to this week's Fullerton Free Podcast. We pray that your time listening to these responses to the message has helped you think about your own response to how God is moving in your life. We hope that you will take what you listen to today and continue the conversation throughout your week.